there's demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Hey Scaredy Cats, welcome back to the Tex Chris Day of Song Massacre. Woo. Today, we are watching... Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, what's it called? Sorry, I couldn't find anything like that. Uh, stop being a creep, Siri. Yeah, Siri. This is an A to B conversation. Let's get serious here, Siri. We're trying to do a podcast. <laughs> Let me just ask Siri something real quick. What movie are we watching today, Siri? Friday the 13th, part two. Man, Siri's voice sounds more human all the time. Yeah, just... One, one line to the next. This gross. is the shortest we've had to wait to watch a sequel. Well, no, that's not true. We watched Scream 2 immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we did it the following week. It's close. <laughs> but usually we've been trying yeah. to wait a full year to watch the franchise on the anniversary of watching mm -hmm. previous installment. Yeah, that's how we like make a day. Exactly. You know? um, but this one doesn't fall on a specific day or month. It falls on Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. One of which uh, you may notice today is not that day if you're listening to it on Saturday morning when it comes out. Um, but this will give anybody who um, is going to be doing the whole Friday the 13th push, you know, if that's something that you do whenever one rolls around, you like to watch one or many of them. Mm -hmm. uh, here's one for you. Here's one to throw into the queue. It's great. Mm -hmm. So you have six days now to watch it and just listen to our rambling and needless comments about the sequel yeah uh about us sitting down uh getting to see jason for the first time on this podcast yeah well oh. we saw him real quickly at the end of the first one mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. got a little glimpse i remember learning... of little jason yeah not the jason that everyone knows and loves today correct um i remember learning this trivia not from watching the first friday the 13th movie but from scream because i saw the first Scream yeah. movie when i was 10 years old or whatever before that and i think that's when i learned it too yeah that's yeah. the killer's twist right yeah. gotcha it was jason's mom in the first one <laughs> yeah and real genre fans would be like yeah duh of course you clearly don't like those movies but as good you're just like whoa yeah. crazy the killer got him <laughs> now they have to die because <laughs> they failed trivia yeah and that's that that's really funny that um we learned basically about a huge movie spoiler thing mm -hmm. through another movie referencing it. Exactly. Which, unfortunately for me, um, was my situation when I watched the scary movies, like scary movie franchise. Mm -hmm. Whenever I watched one of those, I would pick up, like without knowing it, uh, I would get other, a little right? pop culture quote about some horror movie that I didn't know. <laughs> and so then I would just think it's that thing from scary movie. That's but, hilarious. Yeah. And I guess there's not like a huge amount of spoilers in that, but some of the biggest moments of certain horror movies are hammed the fuck yeah, up. And they, like they're parodied. Exactly. Yeah, you get so to in see Scary Movie version. 2, you see the possessed girl and her head is just spinning like yeah. a top. <laughs> so then when you watch The Exorcist after, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah. It's like a not as funny version of a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave watching all the horror classics. These are okay, but they're just a not funny version of the scary movie. Franchise. I didn't find it as funny as wherever I saw that effect first. Yeah. <laughs> so finally the sequel where jason is the killer mm -hmm. yeah. presumably so we get to finally see that yeah and finally we get to see him cut some people up with the same weapon his mom used in the first one i guess i guess so because that was she used the machete as well right like mother like d daughter uh, no kevin bacon in this one that's a bummer yeah but he's dead mm -hmm. arrow through the throat yeah his death was one of my, one of my favorites from the first one. I can't even remember many more. I remember just her like coming across dead bodies, throwing th someone thrown through the window with the ropes. Right, right. Um, Wasn't another person shot by arrows as well, like in, in the, the door? Yeah, like they were out in the archery range, and that's what you assume is going to happen. Right, but no, then they're right. just pegged to the door. 
Not even the Target. No, I remember complaining about that. <laughs> we, so we had a Friday the 13th right at the end of 2017, and now we have two more Friday the 13th in 2018. So that's great. We can start really knocking these yeah. knocking these out of the way. I think that's what we're going to have to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because there's so many of them. I think there's... Mm-hmm. I think there's... There was Jason X was 10, so that's Jason in space. And then I think Freddy versus Jason is after that. And then there was a remake of the original. Yeah, is and is the remake completely like now disregarding i think it must because jason's on the cover <laughs> so i assume jason is the killer in the remake okay uh, but who knows or yeah or maybe like because we never saw the mom maybe the mom dre- like dresses up a little more in the mm, remake yeah, yeah maybe it wears Bulks the hockey up. mask yeah it gets jacked a big yeah because jason's jacked yes he yeah he's a big motherfucker yeah does he have to be forever who knows i don't know I mean, there was one time they did a Spider-Man movie where the character of Eddie Brock was played by Topher Grace, okay. who is not a big brutish bully. I see. He's a skinny little street weasel. Makes him scarier, though, when they're big and bulky. It does. Yeah. It does. And but... he was in space for a while. That makes you taller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go in space you, for a little bit. You get you get a few inches, sure. get a few inches, so that made him more taller. So, yeah, he's just expanded over the time, because yeah. the first time we saw Jason, he was little tiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember who wins in Freddy versus Jason? I think it's Freddy. I don't know. Freddy has the power of dreams, so it's hard, like it's hard to win. beat. It's hard to beat with that. Yeah, but Jason's got a big old knife, so a giant knife. He and Freddy <laughs> just has like little yeah. tiny, little nails. Yeah, little and they nails. both show up in Ready Player One. Did you check that out yet? I have not. Checked Neither it have out. I. It's just gonna be what is that? A nostalgia fest? Mm. Yeah, that's all. It looks like it doesn't really appeal. Like I will watch it when it's on Netflix. Yeah, the only saving grace for that movie for me is that it's based on a book. It's not just the source material that is a huge like um, pop culture mm-hmm. personality right. making a nostalgic pop culture movie. Yeah. But it's so, it's so sad for someone like Steven Spielberg, who's made such big epic movies to then seemingly do just like a nostalgic grab. That's, of that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not interested in that, but if it's like, if it is based on something deeper than that, right. You know, it's kind of good then sh- sure. But I'm not that interested. We, I'm with you. Friday the 13th Part 2, directed by a guy named Steven Miner. Who Very all- interested. <laughs> <laughs> he also directed Halloween H2O, which I love. Mm, okay. I think it was in the, my third or fourth, Jeez. second or third or fourth favorite Halloween movie. <laughs> he did a, he did Halloween and Listen back Friday to, the 13th. I forget which episode. Yeah, so he did Friday the 13th Part 2 and Halloween mm. Part 8. <laughs> and That's then like he- being in Star Trek and Star Wars. Yeah. You don't cross those lines. That's true. And he also did Lake Placid. Remember that? giant ass crocodile movie yes i do me too i do remember lake placid i don't remember much about it other than the giant crocodile but yeah, i remember it not being very good yeah i mean it's no frankenfish i'm assuming there ain't nothing's gonna be no frankenfish but there's probably no the frankenfish guy yeah 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 it's not like he went on to write <laughs> yeah. epic movies directed <laughs> by adam wingard there's nobody who's talking about frankenfish <laughs> nobody's watched it more than once this is another example of a rushed sequel i mean it it was released literally a year after and usually that's (laughs) bad news in the case of scream 2 it's it's great news it worked out but i i can't imagine this one is going to be i mean that first one is pretty shittily written Mm -hmm. so yeah but like the effects were mostly shit too Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) not only was it shittily written but the effects were bad like it's a like the first friday the 13th spoiler alert is not a very good movie Mm mm-hmm in any way america just must have been hungry for any kind of a slasher kind of a horror movie you know Mm -hmm. what i mean for it to do so well well it's a halloween ripoff right yeah well halloween was three years or two years before because i came out in 78 and then yeah like you said the producer sean cunningham was like we got to cash in on that Mm -hmm. and they did 
They they certainly did cash in on it. Whether or not they succeeded in the same, like they just didn't mm-hmm. succeed in the way in the same way. But this movie made some good dough. Twenty mil off of a one point two five million budget, <laughs> so it's working. So in a year later, you have one point two five million dollars. That fits for me. Yeah, you know, come on. I mean, it's not a lot of money. Not it's a lot o- of time. It's going. It's obviously going to happen. If you have a somewhat financially successful horror movie, the sequel's coming right down the pike. Like yeah. it's it's going to happen. But is this like the piranha of the day you know is it one of those types of movies where like people go out and see those movies but they're not not because they're good oh like did people go because they were mostly cheesy or was it actual genuine enjoyment Mm. of the scares that's what you're asking i guess or is it like it's just one of those movies that seem like does anyone like going to see them or do you just do it like you just buy your ticket you get Mm. your popcorn you watch one of those movies and you go home i think i think it's a little bit of both like i'm always somewhat compelled to see horror sequels regardless you know like we okay. we genuinely yeah. wanted to go see saw 17 or whatever we just saw in the fall that is true like, is it the part saw of you, <laughs> like because the day part of it is love of the first one like that nostalgic and that love and wanting to recapture how exciting seeing the first installment was part of it is wanting the story to develop like i i keep okay. seeing the paranormal activity ones because i want that story has so many uh, on like loose ends so i want yeah. to see sequels because i want to see them do something cool and clever fortunately you get duped every time <laughs> usually <laughs> yeah but they started really good mm-hmm. like their their descent into bullshit was uh, yeah. very obvious and very you know natural exactly one. and yeah and it, it, there is something natural like a plane slowly crashing yeah. about <laughs> movie franchises and even this one has 34 percent, which is higher than anything past friday the 13th part two <laughs> it's not even as high as the first one which is like 40 something percent but yeah that franchises tend to go like that it's a rare surprise when it dips back up yeah and you get a good late sequel. when they make a new late yeah i mean sequel. even in the like with the conjuring 2 i like the conjuring 2 more than the first one i think yeah maybe that's crazy that. but that, that second one was fantastic yeah they're those are remarkably good movies though mm-hmm. they have big budgets they spend a good amount of time they've got a-listers in them yeah like that that makes right. sense that those movies are stunners yes it's not a they're pulling in top talent to make them you're not pulling in like people who have no credits yeah. and just paying them day rates exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're not hiding your actor behind you know a cheap plastic mask um, and a tattered my first scene is in an arc can i can i see the script <laughs> script what script what script you think there's a script for this <laughs> it sounds like he's speaking english but i don't know that word <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie uh, this Dave in Christery. This Dave in, in Christery. We watched, we sat in this room and we watched Before I Wake. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. A little bit of Flanagan, a little bit of Jacob Tremblay. That was so exciting when we found that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and watched that for the first time. Not really anybody had seen it. Like, And what, can you think of another horror movie that was just such a feel good at the end of the movie? Like we just felt, mm-hmm. I remember feeling great. Yeah, it's it's got a really good, satisfying ending. Yeah, even even though it's um, even though it's very sad and melancholy, there was something that just really the movie makes you feel good at the end of it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know that I can think of something as purely like like we've had satisfying endings, but that one really made me feel good. Yeah, maybe feel good is the, the right way to describe like it. A family being reconciled and discovering their traumas and overcoming them, and yeah, mm-hmm. everything being accounted for. Yeah, you. You take your wallops, but generally speaking, the the movie wasn't like the horror element of the movie wasn't the most dreadful thing. It mm-hmm. was like you you always had empathy for the situation the whole time. So I guess that movie was able to have that kind of feel yeah. good ending because it had 
moments of feel good throughout like little breakthroughs with the kid was only off put by this like little mystery of what happened to his mom so i don't know the trickle of information was very gentle and genuine even though there was a monster just so much heart in his movies man Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah. i cannot wait for that 10 part miniseries uh the haunting of hill house coming out in the fall oh dude hell yeah Uh, we're gonna you're gonna have to book some days off work i'm gonna have to call in sick just go through the whole thing i kind of want to make a few eps yeah yeah or even like do two days back to back and that'll be bonus content or who knows I just do the whole thing and once Figure I get it out. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 10 yeah. hours. That's going to have to be like get here I, early. I used to prepare um, some meals. Almost yearly, I would do all the Lord of the Rings extended. Boo! Shut up. Uh, all extended, <sighs> which is, it was just, I was just going to tell you the hours. 12 hours. So I can do 10. 12 hours, man, of just fucking, oh, no, Frodo, shall we go in the woods some more? Oh, okay, Bilbo, let's do it. Oh, Sam, my feet are tired. Can you carry me? Oh, these trees will carry you, Sam. Oh, let's walk some... Oh, not all who want... Shut up. Chris does not speak for both of us, Scary Cats. Scary... I know I'm in the minority here. We've do you know this. that? I know that I'm in the minority, but I am convinced that I have traveled to some reality where people think that this fantasy story is good for some reason. I would watch Dark Skies for 12 hours three times a year. Instead of watching Lord of the Rings, would you? As a, uh, certain Case things don't, don't need to be justified with a um, full-on response, Scaredy Cats. So today we're watching Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that rant will make it in. It's pretty aggressive. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> For your sake, <laughs> um, I think we should maybe uh, do a little bit of scare and tell. Scare and tell. I actually love that sound effect. It's the best. It's so great. <laughs> great. I'm so glad you feel that way. Want to go first? Sure, yeah. So I've been going down a little wormhole of watching movies by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Okay. Okay. So these two dudes, they direct together. So the directing credit is for both of them. They wear the same shirt. It's really, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have to both fit in. One gets an arm and then they direct it the whole time. <laughs> they have to take turns with the, that's not a director's job. Um, yeah. So Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead, they both direct. Justin Benson does the writing. So he writes all the stories that they direct together. Okay. And Aaron Moorhead is the cinematographer. So he is the DP and he figures all the shots and then they both direct. So you're really getting a full package vision of two humans in their projects. I had seen one of their shorts before because they did one of the shorts in VHS viral. Okay. I haven't seen that one. Which, yeah. And maybe some scary cats have seen that one. It's not as good as the other one, but there's, it's still worth seeing. It's an anthology worth it's watching. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, watch, And it wasn't overly impressive, but then I watched two other shorts that they made and one movie that they did. So um, the shorts were semi, they're like clearly uh, the work of people who are developing their craft and, okay. and yeah. figuring out how to make movies. They're still somewhat entertaining and worth watching. Their first big feature is called Resolution. And I watched that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole premise is it's a guy going to one of his old best friends who is just made himself home. He's squatting in this house and he's just like drinking and smoking meth. And he's just like spiraling out of control. And his friend is going to this guy who's just like living in this shack. And he, it starts off with him like handcuffing him to the wall and saying, you're going to get sober. And he lives with his friend there for one week whatever until he can get off the addiction to the alcohol and the meth and then bring it back to the real world. But then he starts to realize that there's something fucked up about this house and what's happening to his friend and this area. Uh, that he's in. Okay. So then the events kind of unfold. So it's the performances are great. It's a really exciting idea. 
ultimately I don't think it fully satisfies, but it's really interesting and exciting to watch watch it go somewhere and the performances are pretty great so that made me excited for these two guys and they have a movie coming out in a couple months or weeks called the endless um okay, which yeah. is what really made me want to go back and watch all these that's other why ones. you filled it in because it looks like out. it looks like a great indie sci-fi it looks really cool yeah it looks yeah. super cool so that made me just want to fill in the gaps and go back and watch these ones huh, and and it does look like from going from their shorts to that first feature they did that mm-hmm. they're um they're getting better like, they're definitely getting better and it's at least in those they are better now obviously they're sure, b- yeah. way beyond that but yeah you can trace the and just them getting more resources and having higher budgets to do it sure. but i love i love um how much sci-fi is an integral part of the stories that they're telling and even yeah. even with the uh, resolution resolution absolutely yeah yeah so cool. i know so i mean like that idea just sounds like something right up your alley too like yeah. just this dealing with that drunken friend but then like realizing oh no there's a reason that yeah. he's like this he's dealing with something here yeah that's, so it's like i'm very interested exactly in <laughs> and ultimately it, it, i do think that they all are just not quite there so i'm really i have high hopes up for the endless because the description of that movie mm-hmm. sounds fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. two people who formerly escaped a cult and then later like a video shows up on their door and they realize oh maybe that cult was actually true or right or something yeah, like yeah. that yeah, and then they have uh, this other movie. Cool. They have this other movie called Spring, which I'm probably going to check out this week. Also, just to lead up in anticipation for the endless. What'd you watch this week? I watched a really shitty movie called Would You Rather. It's on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I think I've scrolled past this the one. The eyeball with the razor blade going yes, towards it. Yes, yeah. you, I finally did. You took it. one for the team. I took one for the <laughs> fucking team. That's exactly what I did, dude. It's like, it's like a higher budget like circle. Like, um, so there's some there's something satisfying about that. It's just basically like a bunch of people in a would you rather game for basically whatever you need because you're suffering. You know, you have a sick sibling, you can't afford the medical bills, we're gonna pay for everything. Oh my you god, know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't know what it is, and when they get there and they're stuck in the house, they find out it's a would you rather game where once you're eliminated, you're dead. Oh shit, and that's it. But if you survive, then you technically get whatever it was you said you needed. <clears throat> yeah, that's the concept of that there's some reward and that there's some like overseer. It's just this rich guy, and he's like, there's nothing more fun than you know watching people give into their baser and inst- like that kind of stuff. Mm. It's as color by numbers as you can imagine. The only thing that makes it interesting is just watching the stuff happen. Right, and it's okay. It's it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those, like you said, like even when you said like a higher budget version of Circle, those movies have an appeal, like a nice smooth formula. But if you can't back it up with decent performances, a fun, interesting twist, Mm -hmm. um, half decent dialogue, then it's just going to be a snooze fest. Yeah, it's just a half concept at that moment. Like I have an idea. It's like if it follows, if they didn't have any other thing other than something that follows a person, right? Isn't that creepy? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, it's not creepy until there are images and a setting and a tone and, you know, a score and a time period. Like, all those things are very important. This movie, just like Circle, just defies all those things, Mm -hmm. just doesn't set them up intelligently, and it just leads it to feel like it's not finished. Right. Or like, I could have played that character better. You know, like it's kind of annoying, but then there's like, yeah, there's the razor blade to the eye, like watching these people make the decisions. Uh, how was that sequence? Uh, it's such a tease that that's the poster. Yeah, no. And I just didn't even want to see that. <laughs> like, you know, but um, I mean, Salvador Dali did that, whatever. 
how many years ago 50 60 years ago right the his kind of famous video yeah and then it's it was the other way like it was um vertical oh, or, no sorry horizontal, horizontal. Yeah. yeah it was horizontal and it was what was worse about it is like the the countdown and to oh say, like, god yeah, yeah just do it and the guy's like i can't i can't he's like okay and then he like cocks the gun he's like what do you do and so he just like does it and you know Ooh. You just and then he holds like a rag over it, and you get right near the end. There's kind of good prosthetic where his eye it looks like on lower in his face. It's kind of good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look that great. Um, there's this cool thing. The one thing I like about it is um, I'm just gonna tell a scene because fuck about fuck it. Totally. Um, is it? But for, for, is it like a? I assume it's a PG-13 movie, and that's why they have to go with the rag gag before maybe it gets really um, gory. No, no, because they do some other gore stuff. Okay. Uh, you do kind of see. It's just they didn't commit to hmm. doing that. It was more about the buildup. Right. But um, there's this part where um, this one guy like stands up and tells off the sort of rich to do son who's also sitting in on this like thing. Okay. Um, so he's one of the overseers who gets to just sit there and laugh at them as they make decisions. Go like, oh, my God, gross or whatever. And uh, so one guy like mouths off to him. And then the next round when they like all get through the first round, the next round is they ask people, you either stab this person in the leg with an ice pick or um, they have this like torture stick that's used as like a whip in people's back and it shreds your back open. Or you, um, the person who mouthed off gets three lashes with this and it goes around the table and everyone's choice is stab someone or lash him. And so, oh my God. Yeah. Basically it comes down to like this guy's suffering like some pain, but everyone else, there's an artery in the leg that you might hit and that could be a death. So this guy like has to take so many thrashings and it's just like brutal. Right. Cause everyone, even if they do feel like we, I do want to eventually, yeah. maybe some characters have that motivation. Yeah. Everyone else has the stronger motivation that well, the pick in the leg is going to be potentially fatal. Yeah. So then there's this, like, there's a woman who's paralyzed from the waist down. So when it's her option to get stabbed, he's like, look, if I give it to him, he's definitely going to die. And it's it's actually um Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, isn't it? Oh, I don't Which one's Ricky? It's one of the three. So okay. Not, <laughs> not Bubbles, not... Yeah, Julian. Gotcha. <laughs> Ricky, yeah. Um, he Yeah, he's in it. And he's like, basically sounds exactly like Ricky. He's like, well, if I lash him any more times, he's going to die. Uh, so you're paralyzed from the leg down. So it seems like the easy choice. <laughs> and he like stabs her in the leg. She doesn't feel it, but he hits the artery and she bleeds out. Like, oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 more br- in in circle. It's just people just die because they get zapped. Yeah, right. So it's kind of it's easy to watch and it's really just a yeah. It's satisfying because every sixty seconds you get a zap. It's so satisfying, man. We we need to rewrite that and just give it better yeah. dialogue and a better yeah circle. Just needs uh, just better yeah dialogue and better characters. Totally. Um, but yeah, it was better than that. But overall, it was a bullshit movie. Cool. I'm actually more tempted to watch it now that you described it. Just because oh, yeah. I want to like just kind of see more of the scenes play out. So it might be one that but, I just watch while fast forwarding through a lot of shit. The last one, uh, or like the second last thing, is they bring in a big barrel of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and you all get a card. Everybody gets a card. And it's like you either choose what's on the card. You don't know what it is. And you have to do it. Or you get two minutes in the barrel of water. Oh, my God. And so people are all like weighing like, I don't think I'll survive two minutes. So I have no choice. And it's pretty great. Huh. That's a great sequence. Yeah. I, I'll always watch those kind of movies because they're always like in concept alone. I'm so t- yeah. tempted by them, you know? It might be worth it then. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of better than Circle. It brings to mind that one, um, Hunger. Did, did you ever see that one? It sounds familiar. It's like people who wake up and they're clearly being video monitored and they're just, it's just like, it's such a simple premise. Like five or six people in like a cave like room. There's like a barrel of water so they can be hydrated. 
but it's like yeah. who can go along without who can without, go along without yeah, eating yeah, each yeah. other <laughs> yeah uh, i did not see that one yeah hmm. it's it's not great no but you but you're entertained by the like i want to see what they do with this concept yeah know? and that's that's really what <laughs> what makes you want to watch those movies at all yeah because you don't think you're walking into like a great performance or a no a heartfelt story or anything and speaking of not great performances uh should we maybe watch some friday the 13th part two let's do it all right chris i think we're gonna do it cheers cheers All right, I'd like to talk to everybody about dark skies. Okay, okay, come on. to say about it. <laughs> come on. First of all, uh-huh. Friday the 13th Part 2, still no hockey mask. Yep, we have not seen it yet. We have still not seen that Jason. Jason from Friday the 13th does not have a hockey mask in the first two installments. Two movies. This is crazy to me because that's his iconic look. Mm-hmm. That's Jason. Yeah. But I didn't think they needed a whole movie to set that up. I figured... Maybe we get that near in the end. Of like, the first one. Kind of like the um, Spider-Man, the same Raimi as first Spider-Man, how he has that like hoodie, uh, like fashion together suit at first. Looks really terrible. Mm-hmm. And then he gets mm-hmm. his good suit. Right, right. I figured we would get a little bit of that in this one. Yeah. Oh, even in the second one. Yeah. I mean, it's in crazy that we didn't get in the first one. Crazy that we didn't get the killer that we associate with the franchise. But yeah. totally. I assumed as those last sequences were playing out, as we find, as they pulled the sack off of him, mm-hmm. that he would then like, they would show him grabbing the mask or something to encounter him or encounter them again in the final act with the hockey mask with the, the mask on yeah 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 or you know or that would be the crazy mask that the um the one kid was wearing when he jumped out during the campfire story or just like setting it up like that way totally it's hanging on the spear like it's in the movie it's around like maybe it's even a souvenir he takes from this experience nope no probably in the next like there's gonna be another movie where you know he goes to like a hockey game for the first time and <laughs> three movies from then he might actually put one on oh i love that he's actually just genuinely stoked about hockey <laughs> and maybe in the next movie um someone defends themselves by hitting him in the face too many times with hockey pucks mm-hmm. so well one of the axes had like the axe head kind of skewed upward so it kind of looked like a hockey stick in it his was, little shack did you see weird. that yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. one that was like holding the door lock in I place i wonder if that was just like a hockey stick that he like nailed to the i think it was an axe i think it was an axe yeah okay yeah. i think it was like because it looked like a blade but my mind was... wanted to find something hockey related <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you're trying to fill in space like yeah we need him to bridge this gap at some point also, in the end, when they're taking her away in the ambulance, the rest of the campers aren't still haven't come back. <laughs> no yeah, one else is in that shot. So I like to think then the next shot after the credits is the rest of the campers still at the bar, just waking up and like, oh, man, do we all sleep here last night? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, we got it. That one guy's surrounded by even more green bottles. Yeah, he's still just awake and drinking and chipper and making yeah. one-liners. We should, we should go back. They're going to be so pissed at us. <laughs> oh my god did we just stay here all night we should head back i wish i wish that character was in it i wonder what we missed yeah like (laughs) okay friday the 13th part two remake with just you playing every character (laughs) different assorted wigs and outfits friday the 13th part two part two Mm. featuring dave Mm. (laughs) part two part two still no hockey mask (laughs) i come in as a hockey mask salesman How how like insane was that dog reveal at the end with the bow and then that swelling music? Yeah, that was that just drops in a bucket of things like why'd you make that choice? <laughs> they showed a weird like I don't know why they decided that the big twist in the movie was going to be faking out a dead dog and then bringing the dog back even though the so owner of strange. the dog is dead. Mm-hmm. It's just a dog. 
Yeah. And in fact, when those two campers found the dead animal that we all assumed was the dog, um, they didn't even make a... Was that a dog? Like, they didn't say the name of the little thing. Like, do we hear the dog's name before? The yeah, owner yeah. probably spoke it once. She did. She said it once. It was something funny, too. Mm. Uh, Muffin? Which, Muffin. Yeah. yeah. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, but when they showed the mangled creature, which they said they couldn't discern what it is, it it was the dog. Like, they showed the dog's face, didn't they? Like, they I showed a uh, face. It was a creature, for sure. But it was enough that I felt like, oh, it that's was definitely the dog. the dog. Yeah. And, and they even, like, they led it by saying, like, uh, is that a dog? I don't even know what that is. It's yeah. too mangled. So why did you say, is that a dog then? If you're so that they could then say, it's like, I don't think it is a dog. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So for no reason, cause that's not a good reveal. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, I was excited to see the dog. I'm like, Oh good. Yeah. And not dead. I just get to, go he didn't this. kill that dog. He killed some other dog. Yeah. Same breed, but not this dog. Or not, that, not or, muffin. Or it died of natural causes. Could be. It got mangled up by an animal. Maybe who ate it only because it was already dead. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nice creatures. Not like, no, Jason. Unlike unlike Jason, who yeah is clearly much older now. Yeah, so we should talk about this because mm-hmm. uh, we see Jason for the first time jumping out of the lake at the end of the first movie, right? Technically, yes, or at least they show yeah. him doing that. But in the first movie, Pamela Voorhees is oh. ref- is talking about her son being killed years and years before. Years and years before. Yeah. So it already happened a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. So the idea that he's still his boyish age in the water doesn't add up because he would have aged with that. So either he's like some kind of immortally weird creature that jumped out or what I think is more likely is that it's just like a hallucination that the main girl has because of trauma and everything. Okay. Yeah. So she has the traumatic experience that he's jumping out of the lake because then later they're like, oh, no, there's no boy in the lake or anything. Hmm. Or they messed up and they should have done like an older Jason jumping out. Well, yeah, no, the this movie and the franchise moving forward was based on the fact that like that was at the end of the movie and it inspired the future movies because they were supposed to be like, um, I, I read this while researching, they were supposed to be like somewhat um, like an anthology. Correct. Just, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, I saw of, that too. Of just like different horror movies. But people, with a similar but theme. people love the story so much that they decided to go back to it. Exactly. So it's like, it's a decision that was made after the movie there was done. Go. So they had to just deal with it. Exactly. So it's just mm-hmm. a mistake. But still, I would have added something into the script that's like when they're interviewing her at the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. just saying something like, oh, did you have that dream again of the boy? Like just something to hammer at home maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'd be too heavy handed, but... They, yeah yeah who who knows either way the the rhythm of the script is just like let's photocopy that first script all the beats oh, God, and everything yes. <laughs> yeah and like um what's becoming like the filmmaking style of this series is just like follow somebody with the camera mm-hmm. you know and then the camera stops and then they get into a car or open a door mm-hmm. or whatever and then it's just whatever window or door is behind the person that's where he is. It was like color by numbers filmmaking. It was yeah. getting really annoying. I was right at the top. Um, I was getting ready to praise that like long continuous shot of her, the girl from the original movie, like going between rooms and changing and like yeah. that, that continuous shot was interesting and they did a lot of that. So you're always kind of like, you almost like with your own neck, you're almost trying to peer around corners because they're slowly being introduced and mm-hmm. that, that constant movement of the camera is good, but then you add things to it like halfway through the movie everyone's going to start looking right at the camera like that's going to be a joke people stand up in front of the camera staring at it i I actually i kind of like the looking at the camera thing you did i did i i thought i thought it was fun and especially at the first one 
for the girl who went skinny dipping and then got killed mm. when she's like it was a cool creepy moment where she's walking around one of the cabins and then she like looks at the camera and she's like hello and she's looking yeah. into the camera but can't see anything like i thought that was that was like an actually effective move yeah they did that too with the dog yeah. and then like the the slow like a knife in front of the camera was okay that's okay that i wanted to mention about that too is like they focused on the wrong part like the camera's focusing like the only part that's not at all blurry is the hand so it's not the knife blade mm-hmm. that like really reflective angular surface that. you're saying that the lens should have just been adjusted to focus on the knife itself yeah the, the central image the moving knife it's mm-hmm. just you see very clear fingers uh, gripping a, right. the handle of a blade and then the knife itself just because of reflection and perspective mm-hmm. the knife is pointed towards her who she's completely out of focus in the background mm-hmm. and the blade itself you don't catch the shape of it because like it's not centered it's not huh. focused on so it's like that was a cool idea another one like just like i want to praise them for doing these like long continuous shots because i think that's a more interesting thing to look at mm-hmm. but they fucked it up <laughs> doing yeah. it weird i didn't know it seemed it was okay to me that one knife shot but i do i do get what you're saying and i the rest of the like look to camera ones were just kind of like good um like honk honk kind of silly <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and there, there's some enjoyment in that because that's kind of the movie as a whole like it's just so so silly the the depths aren't gory enough. They no. never they they have not been in these first two. Maybe as the series continues, it does. No, but they're not. They're really not exciting to watch overall. The, this one a little more than the first one. Yes, I think so. But they're just better at um for the most part, not consistently, but better at presenting the kills. At yeah, least. so they're at least fine Definitely. to look at rather than just straight up boring and you don't mm-hmm. see what's happening. And just like the first one, I did. I did have some suspense at that whole last sequence like yes. with the final girl running from him to the different areas and trying to outmaneuver him and outsmart him. I did think that there was some solid tension and suspense building in mm-hmm. those segments and some shots that I just loved. Like when, there was a few. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when he, when he would, she would get away from him and then he would kind of come back into frame in a certain way, yeah. like through the window. I thought that was like a great, like that there was are my some favorite one. Yeah, yeah. There are some very well framed shots in this movie. There were. Yeah. I feel like, a lot of effort was like specifically focused on where the camera is, where our path is to move the camera through, mm-hmm. where we're going to set down our rails. There's some heavy choreography happening. That seemed film. to be where they, they spent most of their time because it wasn't on performances yeah. or telling the actors what to do. No, like, it really feels like the director was like, let's do something here. Let's do something with the sequence and make it interesting yeah. Yeah. as opposed to just phoning it in and yeah. filling however many takes. Yeah, no, it was, it was cool. And I did like some of the... Um, like just breaking through windows and stuff. What was different from like the first one is that in the first one, because the reveal is that it's the mom and you kind of get the sense that I don't exactly remember why, but you get the sense that it's a big guy doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, it's surprising that it's, it's this small mother. Woman, yeah. yeah. Um, so they don't really show her almost at all. Mm-hmm. Like, we were getting like full like his boots and like kind of his back and like we see his arm break through stuff and his hand move the kettle like in the first one like there that was funny a little moment oh at the takes, beginning yeah it takes the kettle off the yeah <laughs> the burner that was great um but like we got to see more physical the killer doing things you know even though they still maintain like kept true to you don't see his face for most of it yeah just about the same pacing as the first one until we see the mother character it's about that long before we see that like sack he's got over his head and that he's a real person and mm-hmm. you know we just hear the loud strings when his boot touches down on the ground for the first parts why why is he so disfigured he drowned yeah didn't they wasn't there like 
a term that they use like burned up or something in the first one like i can didn't barely they remember i don't know if they I, they ever used the term like mutant or anything like that like oh I th- so the, like, he was at, he was disfigured from I birth i feel like he was disfigured okay. no 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 i i feel like he was disfigured in a fire or something mm. but i could be like absolutely wrong about that yeah there's i don't know if he was just born like quasimodo style like hmm. just monster or Seems like it because he's unkillable. Yeah. But how silly is that whole sequence too of her pretending to be <laughs> the mother and especially oh, hand home with the effects of like the overlay and Jason being confused like, huh? yeah, like sometimes like he's going back with like, no, it's her. Yeah. No, it's my mom. No, it's her. Yeah. And then the effect goes away. He's like, oh, it's clearly her. Yeah, yeah. The effect comes back. He's like, oh, right. Oh, the effect. Shoot. <laughs> mom. Sorry, mom. Yes, mom. Yeah. Kneels down and then seeing the corpse head again, uh-huh. which he takes around with him. Yeah. That's a little souvenir he's kept. And he used it, used it in a weird way. Like, so he, like he brought w- that to town. To her house. To her house. Put, put it, it in, in the fridge. fridge which is safekeeping. Th- that's a weird thing. that He seems like childlike and mm-hmm. you know animalistic in some ways. But he left this weird little like calling card, like freak them out before he kills them kind of deal. Yeah. Like, I took it as like, no- if there's I nothing it as, like, in the fridge. This is my mom. I got to take her everywhere I go. Yeah. And like, also, like, there's got to be some revenge. Like, this is why you're being killed. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I see. She'll find the hat, the head, and then I'll yeah, kill her. And then she gets her stabbed down. in the temple with a pick. She sure does. And that that's was a, that was just to start things off. That's a better kill than that horrible POV shot in the beginning of the first one. Absolutely. That, yeah. Like, at least it looks like a good kill. It looks like somebody snuck into the house. Like, they, mm-hmm. yeah, it's better than just two people having sex and get killed and by guess the camera. I guess it's nice for that act, like to bring that actress back and like mm-hmm. feel like you're connecting the story some way. That oh well, yeah. he's got to finish her off before we move on. Yeah, to the new class. It's been a year, so uh-huh. she's still re- relevant, I guess, at the time for the filmmaking. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that makes sense that they get her. And s- they brought in so many characters just to then find an excuse to whittle them down. Mm-hmm. We keep we cut back and forth to the bar for almost no reason. Yeah, just to get fewer of them around. Yeah, so that you can go around doing the kills. Well, and then the two that are at the bar go back mm-hmm. to to the camp. Yes, they get back. The two like, that's kind the of final. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they have the final showdown. And every, all uh-huh. the kids that were there are dead. Uh, the one, yeah, the ones that were yeah. back, yeah, absolutely. They don't save anybody. No, slaughtered Just themselves. Some like the double, the double, <laughs> the du- double kill with the spearhead. Mm-hmm. It's very effective. Just like I'm gonna knock two out of the park at once here. Yeah, boom. <laughs> and he loves, as we know. Oh no, his mom loved killing people with a bow and arrow. Because oh yeah, yeah, she, she killed, killed Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon with it and arrowed the one person to the door. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to think of Miss Voorhees like actually holding, holding like, the bow up. and arrow yeah. and blasting a guy against the door. <laughs> well, she's a camp cook. I mean, she's got to kill time somehow. So obviously, <laughs> at one point, she's like, "Fuck it, I guess I'll sh- try shooting a bow and arrow." Then she started getting really good at it. The camp started resenting her. You know, yeah, stopped letting her shoot the bow and arrow. So she went back to the kitchen. Yeah became more bitter and resentful yeah because that one kid who said that her apple crumble wasn't as good as his mom oh my god just pissed her right off she lost it yeah arrowed him to the door i remember that this all just compounded and snowballed <laughs> up of her son being killed and um, but, but it's so funny that like the first 20 minutes of the movie are just the last 20 minutes of the first that's one. what i was about to say is they just take the footage to give us a really ugly frankenstein here's oh what happened god. last time and it made that poor actress feel like okay we're just gonna need like two minutes of you having a nightmare on the bed more bigger bigger yeah. let's see more more <laughs> no you, ha- you have one take by the way <laughs> yeah we don't got a lot of footage to oh use god. Up. she's just whipping her head back and forth uh-huh yeah clearly in rim sleep Mm-hmm. Yeah, aggressive rim yeah <laughs> and then yeah just that was annoying to see like just the footage of the previous movie 
yeah the end of it it was like it was all like it was it was just insane how ridiculous the amount that they showed was yeah like yeah it was the full ending sequence but with the fat trimmed off not only that we got we went back through all the kills he's like and this is this oh body yeah, killed, yeah. And this is body killed it was straight up a recap of the first film it was before the second one started which i said when we were watching i kind of appreciate okay yeah, yeah. i don't retain any i don't remember the shit it's like it's so brainless that it doesn't stick so it was nice to just quickly see yeah even though it's been only six months cats, <laughs> even though it's been it's, six short months i it was nice just to quickly be like oh just so you remember this is what happened last time yeah i think there's like this caliber of movie movie that like exactly. is gonna make us sit through a little bit of shit yeah like, at least at the very least make it easy for us to understand <laughs> yeah. at least bring it up to speed yeah just like every scene that had any um exposition mm-hmm. had goofy exposition like when she was on the phone mm-hmm. mom i've been through a traumatic experience this is the only way i know how to rebuild my life yeah she would just repeat everything that the other person was saying on the other end and just the one the final girl at the bar or whatever just giving the full explanation of what happened oh yeah well if jason was alive he wouldn't have been actually drowned there he would have been in the woods and watching his mom doing all the killing in the yeah. like five years ago and then that would have made him upset so he'd want to kill people now yeah and his mom said this which <laughs> means that her motivation would have actually been this yeah. so the only thing that jason would have seen if logic serves is and she just yeah lays out the entirety exactly what's going on and maybe he's back at the at the campsite right now killing people with i don't know a pitchfork maybe he fell off a chair it broke it's like the least subtle way yeah. to <laughs> deliver exposition on yeah. what happened and where jason is yeah. at that current moment if your character starts idly brainstorming and just <laughs> saying things that only the viewer should know yeah. she may as well just been looking down the lens exactly you said that. yeah she should have just been staring right at the camera yeah going like and then what might have happened mm-hmm. is that jason was right behind the door but Sh- shelly didn't see him <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah some okay suspense at the end a little bit but then like it was really hard for us to just focus and just watch yeah. the first half of the movie because nothing's oh, happening it's just like camper is just flirting and just hanging out cam- like yeah. there's nothing substantial no and that's that is just a vehicle for delivering uh teenagers removing their tops yeah like, that's absolutely. what that was that was just a device like we were saying this is just all the cliches about horror movies are just perfectly embodied in these Friday mm-hmm. the 13th movies the whole just yeah. Sex leads to being killed right away. Yeah. Although I would, one thing about it that was kind of interesting um, is that um, the sex did lead to those kills, but the way that they presented it is sort of like the person you might describe as the offender or the mm-hmm. person who is going to be killed. They tended to get killed second. Like, it, for example, um, when uh, the couple start the movie off with the truck mm-hmm. those two when they they go upstairs to start wrestling right yeah um and then the other two the guy in the wheelchair and the other the other one um you figure because jason's like he's approaching at that moment you see the camera like looking in the window and you figure that they're next the ones that went upstairs the ones that went upstairs yeah. but instead who gets killed is the guy in the wheelchair when she goes to air quotes grab a few things right whatever so it's like they subvert that a little bit mm-hmm. there's another time that w- the girl who goes skinny dipping um, she gets her clothes stolen by like a pesky dude. Right. And then he gets caught in the trap and he gets killed, even though you're feeling like you're watching her swim naked with that killer POV feel. And right. Like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh so shit. So both of those times they pull like a one, two They're Like, yeah. this is what we think. They do the setup for this one. Oh, kill them and then kill the first yes, one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think that's kind of a good like shuffling of cups. Like mm-hmm. it, it, at least it's, a, like, it's a, a minimal move, but it's, yeah. it's a move that they did to go beyond the first one slightly. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think this movie stands out as clearly better. 
I think all of the... I, I agree. I think this one is more... And maybe that is because the first one lowered our expectations so much. Maybe. Like, I wonder what people consider them. But I did I did enjoy watching this one more than yeah. the first one. I agree. Uh, totally. Like, I wonder how controversial of an opinion that is. Scaredy Cats, let us know. Yeah. Especially please. you, Scaredy Cats. Like the extra dude. Yeah. The Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, where's, the, where's the Friday the 13th person yeah. out there? Someone who watches all these. Let us know. That might be a good thing to ask on Twitter. Like, how would, what are your top five favorite... Or like, how would you rank the Friday the 13th? Yeah, like, absolutely. I would love let's to know. know. Let's pump that out when this app comes out on the weekend. Perfect. Yeah. Someone will respond. Someone, yeah, will tell us. And... Yeah. If someone, if I saw that on Twitter, someone said, rank the Halloween movies. I'm like, you fucking got it. Right Easy. Here. Yeah. Boom. Rank the Dark Skies films. <laughs> One Dark Skies. Two Dark Skies. Three Dark Skies. <laughs> Four. This might be a little controversial. Extra. Five Dark Skies. <laughs> Five Pumpkinhead. Six Extra again. <laughs> What was really sad is that they killed our good friend, the Harbinger. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, he he was one of two who made it from mm-hmm. the first movie to the second. And, it was great. And, and the it, first to die in this one. Yeah. Other than the, the girl from the first one. Yeah, it, right. Mm-hmm. And he maintained um, like his bit, his gimmick, to his death. He maintained that he was just there to warn teenagers that they were doomed. Tried to warn the first ones. Yeah, and he's just like outside. He's like, I'm trying to warn you. Yeah. Staring in the windows, and he gets right. Killed. He did that the first one too, right? He showed up at the campsite yeah. and creeped them out. Yeah, yeah. And and then so so that you suspect him a little bit. Exactly. They show the shadow of him a bunch at the top with the hat. You can see it in his shadow. It's the shadow of a man. Someone yeah. creeping outside. You're scared of the killer. Which is how you kind of assumed it was. Yeah. That guy. And you see the hat. No other character has a hat. Mm-hmm. It's got to be that guy. But it was like you could tell for the first third of the movie, they're like, we'll creep him out with the shadowy figure. You know, yeah, because yeah. he kept doing that two or three times, and it's okay. Yeah, it was um pretty strong opening too um, when Jason first appears, like the kid splashing in the um in the gutter, like it style, like Georgie, and then um, it's like come inside now. So like, okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, opening shot of the movie, opening shot, and then his foot steps down into the puddle with those loud strings, and then the Friday the Thirteenth music starts. <sighs> Mm-hmm. and the, the classic logo is, is one inch big and then becomes full screen and, and then, then explosion <laughs> and then chrome part two <laughs> awesome yeah and awesome by awesome i mean really stupid but pretty fun so fun really fun yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping for um some more cheese and ham as the franchise continues yes with some maybe some more interesting tricks up this um just more interesting kills mm-hmm. like, yeah more blood more blood would be great um they some of the like the prosthetic gore like when they when he gashed somebody like on the leg that happened a couple times yeah there was a couple leg cuts yeah that like the point of impact wasn't great but the actual prosthetic on the they person great. was really good totally agree the cuts on the legs were fantastic yeah. um on Steer the polar end yeah the polar opposite or the opposite end of the spectrum you have the guy who was hanging upside down oh, yeah. the machete it didn't even it wasn't even like blade to the neck it was like it just kind of grazed across his neck and then like the thinnest little cut yeah like it was just it was pathetic and then he and then he's just hanging there dead yeah i mean i get it they have the actor hanging upside down like let's just go through this quick yeah just get it done <laughs> you can only do this for so long yeah it makes sense but i mean one other thing i'll throw into the mix is like 1.2 million they could have made a way worse movie mm-hmm. it could have been considerably worse yeah, I wonder what the, about, a year later the first one was around the same. I can't remember. It's considerably better than but, the first. I mean, come on, what more? What more do you want? What more do you want from a, a movie like this? A fucking hockey mask. A um, hockey mask <laughs> would be great. What's happening? How long can they put this off? Is it going to be in the third yeah. one? Uh, who knows? We'll find out we'll, in a few months. I don't even know the connection. Scaredy cats, ca- <laughs> scaredy cats, don't tell us that. Please do not. Don't tell- don't spoil for us when the hockey mask shows up. <laughs> I don't want to know. No. 
I'll cheer for it loudly when it happens, but I don't want to see it coming. If it never, point. if it never comes, imagine he. I just, will kill myself. He's just never worn a hockey mask. <laughs> it was a weird marketing thing, <laughs> and it never actually happened in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Uh, should we go to some Instagram comments? Instagram, Instagram comments. <laughs> On our phenomena post, Alstack not doing it. <laughs> say ooh, phenomena. <laughs> Ooh, phenomena. Alstech said, every Oscar winner this year would have been improved with the scene of a monkey with a straight razor. <laughs> no arguments there. Thank you, Alstech. That's that's exactly what we were trying to, the point we were trying to make through the whole episode. And the fact that they didn't win an Oscar that year. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not even nominated, just totally snubbed. Insane. What more does Argento have to do to get that nom? Or even just like best supporting actor in that monkey. Get a monkey a nomination. Yeah. He just... bit off Jennifer Connelly's finger for crying out loud. <laughs> what more do you have to do? That is a monkey really committing to the bit of being a monkey. Uh-huh. So, I mean. <laughs> All right. And also on Phenomena, we have another comment by Bleeding Skull 77. I love Phenomena. Us too, Bleeding yeah. Skull. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that, Bleeding Skull. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a simple sentiment, but it really gets the point across. Yeah, it's a weird ass, amazing ass movie. Well, scaredy cats, thanks for listening to another fun franchise episode of the Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. My name, as always, is Chris Vandenberg. And I'm David Dang Stoneborough. And like we always say, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Where's the hockey mascot? Chaos reigns. Where? Dang hockey mascot. Scaredy cats. Let us know on Twitter. Bye.